This week, we're learning the Sikha, the Rebbe said, Shabbos Parshas Chayesora Tov Shenun Beis. The Sikha that we found in Sefer HaSikha's Tov Shenun Beis, Chelek Aleph, page 97. This is a very, very special Sikha that the Rebbe said in honor of the Kinus HaShulchim Ha'ilomi, the International Shulchim Conference, as is stated in the caption of the Sikha itself. Most of these Sikhas don't have a separate caption besides for the parsha or the week and the date. But this particular sicha, besides for the date, it also says, This is for the beginning and the opening of the international kinus hashlukim. So the Rebbe starts off by saying that when we're standing at the very beginning of the opening of the international kinus hashlukim, of the shlukim of Kuwait Kedushas Meir Vechami Admun shlukim throughout the whole world, an international kinus, we need to mention, first and foremost, the foundation, the basis to express the task of the shluchim in our generation generally, and more specifically, the special chidush that was added in the very, very most recent time regarding the avoid of the shluchus, and that is the shluchus, to be makabel, to greet Mashiach Tzidkenu, to be makabel from the Mashiach Tzidkenu by the Gu'ulah HaMitiz Vashlema. As we discussed many times, that in addition to the common theme in the Avoidah of Yidin, generally as Shluchim of Hashem, which we know that every Yid is created to serve Hashem, especially the Shluchim of the Nasi Hadoir. So there's a certain common theme that exists in the Shluchus in all times. Besides for that, every once in a while, there's a new Chiddush in the Shluchus. There's a special shlichus that's added. And this shlichus permeates, and it becomes, so to speak, the gateway through which all other matters of shlichus go up, through which all matters of shlichus are achieved. So that's always true. There's always certain in of shlichus which are on the call of the hour. And so too in our case. We're speaking over here about a very, very general chidush, a very important and main chidush, something that's not just another detail or even a very general thing in the Shluchus, but here we're speaking about the most important thing of the Shluchus, the most important thing in Yiddishkeit, that is the preparation for the coming of Mashiach Tzadkenu. This is something that encompasses all of the Nakudos, all of the Protein, every single detail of the idea of Shluchus. It has been discussed many, many times, especially in the recent months and weeks, based on what the Chazal had notified us, that Kolm Kolakitzin, that all time limits are operating, and the fact that Kvoit Kedushas Moedi Vichami Admur Nesidiredu had notified us that we have even done Tshuva already, and in fact that we have completed all matters of Avoinda. We even finished polishing the buttons. Now we're standing ready to greet Moshiach Tzadkengu. That's the case. The Avoinda and the Shlichus now is to be ready to greet Mashiach Tzadkein and B'poyal From all of this we understand that this is the whole point of the Kinus HaShlukim Ha'ilami, the current international Kinus HaShlukim. It's all about discussing and coming out with HaChlotis Toivois with positive resolutions in order to actually go ahead and do their B'poyal. That is, to come up with ideas and to do them how is it that we could do this special shlichus of these days, the shlichus of Kabbalah's Pnei Moshe Tzadkein, greeting Moshe Tzadkein. 
says the Rebbe in Seif Beis, in order to understand the connection of the whole concept of shluchim, of shlichus, and the shluchim that gathered now for the international kinnus shluchim, to understand the whole connection of shlichus with Moshiach, Moshiach Tzadkenu. We're going to understand this by first explaining the connection of Moshiach himself with the idea of shlichus. And the Rebbe explains, on the process that Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hashem when the Amish just sent him to take the Eden out of Mitzrayim. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Shalach no biyat tishloch. Please send, what does it mean, biyat tishloch? So the Chazal say, Moshe Rabbeinu said to the Amish, please send Moshiach, the one who is in the future, going to be revealed. So send him now to take the Eden out of Mitzrayim. Based on this, since we're saying that Moshe Rabbeinu is using the word send, the one who you're going to send, and it's referring to Moshiach. Based on this, we can now say that Moshiach himself has the gather, has the definition of a shliach according to Torah. In other words, Moshiach is that shliach, as in the Pasuk, he is the shliach of the Eivishter to redeem the B'nai Yisrael. So now we're going to look a little bit more on what happens by Moshe Rabbeinu. The reason simply why Moshe Rabbeinu asks this is as Rashi himself says on the Fossil, please send somebody else that you will in the future want to send because I know that it, I am not destined to take the Eden into Eretz Yisrael to be their redeemer in the future. So you have other messengers. So since anyways you're not going to send Moshe Rabbeinu to take them into Eretz Yisrael, why don't you send somebody else, send Moshe, the one who you're going to send, in the future, send him now to take the Eden out of Mitzrayim. However, we need to understand. Surely, Moshe Rabbeinu understood, especially that, so this explains that Moshe Rabbeinu is the Shleimus, he's the perfection, the epitome, Chachlof Kedusha. Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that receives the Torah Sinai, and the Abishter, of course, knows that Moshiach is going to be the one that's going to be sent in the future to take the Eden out of Golds. So the Abishter nevertheless chooses Moshe Rabbeinu to take the Eden out of Mitzrayim. Why is Moshe Rabbeinu saying Shlach no So surely Moshe Rabbeinu understands that the Abishter knows what he's doing. On the other hand, if Moshe Rabbeinu, which is Chachma de Kedusha, did request this, so it's understood that I'll be Chachma based on Chachma of Kedusha. This is something that does make sense. If that's the case, we need to understand on the other side, why is it that the Abishan did not accept his request? So either way, there's a problem. Either why did Moshe Rabbeinu ask, and if Moshe Rabbeinu did ask, then why didn't the Abishan accept the request? And based on this, the Rebbe says that the truth of the matter is, since Moshe Rabbeinu is making such a request, and since Torah the eternal Torah, the Torah of truth, records this request. So we have to say that the truth is that this request was fulfilled. That is, that the same Shliach that the Eivishter sends to take the Eden out of Mitzrayim, Moshe Rabbeinu, is actually the same Shliach that the Eivishter will send in the future to take the Eden out of Golos, as we know, the concept of Goyal Risha and Goyal Afkran, that there really is a very strong connection between the first Goyal, the first Redeemer, Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshiach. And this is what Moshe Rabbeinu had in mind when he said, Shlach Nabiyatishloch. Meaning to say, even though he knows that the Amish there, of course, knows that he's going to send Moshiach, 
Moshe Rabbeinu is making this request that there should be that connection, that link between the Goyal Rishon, between the first Redeemer and the last Redeemer, meaning to say that also the first Gula, straight out of Mitzrayim, should be connected with Mashiach, beyond Tishwa. And the same thing in the reverse, that the Gula Akaroina, that the last Gula should be connected with Moshe Rabbeinu, with Goyal Rishon. What does this mean? Well, this means is as follows, that even though Moshe and Mashiach are two different people, Moshe is Mushavit Levi, and Mashiach is Mushavit Yehuda from Beis David, and of course, each one of these showing two different ideas, as will be explained later in the Sizzah, nevertheless, Moshe Rabbeinu wanted that these two ideas should be linked, the two always should be linked, and become as one, as will be explained later in the Sizzah. So in order to understand all of this, Again, briefly, what we're trying to understand is Moshiach's role as a shaliach and Moshiach's role as a continuation and being linked up with Moshe Rabbein. In order to understand all of this, we're going to understand this by first explaining the whole idea of shlichus within Torah. Starting with the first shlichus that the Torah relates with lots and lots of details in this week's Parsha. And this is the shlichus that Avrol of Yus sends Eliezer to go and find the shidduch for his son Yitzchok. And Eliezer goes ahead and does the shlichus by bringing Yitzchok and Rivka together. The Rebbe says we could try to think about and investigate and try to understand what exactly was the definition of Eliezer's role over here in fulfilling the words of Avrol that tells him, go find a wife for my son Yitzchak. There's a number of ways how we can understand it. Amongst them, to mention some of the ways. One way we could say is Eliezer is like a shliach. He was a messenger for Kiddushin. Paitzvah says, there's a concept of shluchay shaladim kemoisay, of course. And a messenger of a person is counted like the person himself. The truth of the matter is within shlichus itself, there's a number of levels. As it's known, sometimes we say that it's the action of the shliach is counted as if it is the action of the mishaleach, the one who sent him. A higher level is that not only the action or the outcomes counted as the mishaleach did it, but also the koyafasia, that means the, a- the action, the power of action of the shliach itself, is as if that faculty itself belongs to the mishaleach, belongs to the sender. Or the highest level is that the whole shliach is like the mishaleach, and ultimately, literally exactly like the mishaleach. Again, the point being is that the first way of looking at it is that Eliezer is like a shliach. A second way of understanding all of this is that Eliezer is acting like a shatchan. He's a matchmaker. It's his job to find a wife for Yitzchak, not as a shliach to actually perform the kiddushin, or even as a shatchan that's going to perform the Kiddushan, because even though sometimes a shatchan could also bring about the Kiddushan, but we, nevertheless, we don't say the idea that the shatchan of a person is like the person himself. On the contrary, a shatchan is clearly not like the original person, not Kamoisoy, not like the Mishalea, the sender. He's an individual that's doing a favor for the other person. As we see clearly in Minigo Oil, this is the way it works, a shatchan is like a third party. So a shliach would be that he has actually the power to represent completely and he's replacing, in a sense, the mishaleach. 
You could even go ahead and make the condition, and a shabchil is like a third party. So the Nebuchadnezzar says there's two ways of looking at it. One way of saying it is that Eliezer was not like a shuliach of Avram, literally like Avram himself. Instead, he's like a separate entity. He's like a shabchil. And when we look simply at the story of the shidduch of Yitzchak itself, it seems to be that that might be the case because we see that Eliezer was actually trying to find some sort of way to get Avram to give Yitzchak to his own daughter, to Eliezer's own daughter. And Avram has to end up saying, look, my son is blessed and you that come from Canaan, you are cursed. And an order, someone who is cursed, cannot connect with someone that is blessed. Especially within the story itself, we look that Eliezer has to then go ahead and tries to find a shidduch v'yitzchak, the appropriate shidduch v'yitzchak. Eliezer needs to go and dab into the Abishter, and he has to try to clarify and make simonim for himself, and with miracles that happen along the way. Because all Avraham Avinu said to him is, don't take a, a girl from the B'nois HaKnani, from the daughters of Canaan. Instead, go to my land, to my birthplace. And he didn't tell him exactly who to find and who to take as a Shidduch V'Yitzchak. And therefore, there's obviously much more room for his own personal Chajmboines, his motives, and so on and so forth. In other words, it's clear that Eliezer takes a very, plays a very big role over here almost as if he's a separate Matthias. Again, first of all, thinking for a while, even that he could offer his own daughter, and then having to go and make all of these other calculations, and figuring out who is the best person, and so on and so forth. So this is all one way of looking at it, seemingly that he's acting like a shatfim. On the other hand, Eliezer is really much more than that. Eliezer is called in the Torah as a Khan Beisoy, the one, the elder, so to speak, in Avram's house, the one who ruled over everything of Avram, which Chazal tells us mean the ruling over everything is over the Torah of Avram. He is the one that went and took the Torah from Avram and taught it to other people. Eliezer is called the Evid Avram, the servant of Avram. And we know Evid Melech Melech, the servant of the king, is like the king himself. Furthermore, when he goes ahead and fulfills the words of Avram of getting a wife for Yitzchak, he goes ahead and he does everything exactly as Avram tells him. And Avro makes him swear that that's going to be the case, makes him take an oath, put your hand under my thigh and I'm going to place an oath upon you. So from all of these things, it seems like he's much more dedicated than just an ordinary shatchan. And therefore, the Rebbe says, it makes the Lord says to say that he's acting more as a shliaf, the concept of shluchay shaladim kamoisoy, in order to be makadesh rifka, in order to have that power to actually give the kiddushin um, and have Rivka married. Says the Rebbe, based on this, if that's the way Eliezer is acting, like a shliach, and representing Avram, etc., now we could also understand why the Pesach says, The servant takes ten camels from the camels of his master, and he goes, and all of the good of his master in his hands. What does it mean, all of the good? So the Mephoshim explained, that Eliezer was holding in his hand called Tuvadoinov, the good of his master. That means he has in his possessions everything of his master, and he can do whatever he wants with it. He doesn't even need to get extra permission. As it says before, we just quoted, that he was ruling over everything of Avram. So he literally has all of Avram's possessions in his hand, 
under his domain and authority. He has the Balabatushkite over it. And even according to the Pshat, that he didn't physically have the possessions, all he had was a Shtar Matono, a document of a gift that the possessions, all of the possessions can be given over and are being given over for Yitzchak and to whoever he's going to marry and so on, so that people should be interested in giving their daughter for Yitzchak. But Avram is giving this contract, this matano of Avram's possession, he's giving it over to Eliezer in a way that Eliezer is getting a certain amount of koyak, of power over this. You can rip it up if he wants. The bottom line is he has all of Avram's possessions in his hands. Why is this so significant? Because seemingly one could ask, how could Avram go ahead and give over everything he has to an individual if there's some sort of doubt, we're not quite sure what he may end up doing with it. So from that itself, it's understood and it's evident that Eliezer was so devoted to Avraham, being the Evid Avraham, and therefore again, he's acting as a shliach for the Shidduch for Yitzchak. And therefore, when he's sending him now, he's not sending him as a person, as a separate entity, like a Shadchil or something, but he's sending him as a shliach that's completely like the Mishalech, like the sender himself. And therefore, Avram has absolutely no doubts, no problem with Eliezer and with his sincerity and with his devotion, and he can give him all of his possessions. To explain this further, says the Rebbe Dalit, we're going to understand this based on another question, what the Rebbe calls a klotzkashe, something that's seemingly a very, very obvious question and a very, very strong question. On this idea that Avraham Avinu gave Eliezer this shtar matana, this contract on all of his possessions so that people will marry Yitzchak. What's the question? Even regarding the mitzvah tzedakah and other things, we know that a person is not supposed to be giving away all of his money. And if a person does, he's going against the Pasuk that says that a person should give me koilash from everything that he has. From that we learn out, it's only from everything you have, not actually giving you everything you have. If that's the case, how does it make sense? Avram is giving away everything he has to Yitzchak. Even if he's giving it now, already as a Yerusha, as an inheritance, even that wouldn't be completely understood. But especially that that's not what he's doing. He's only giving it only that people should get excited about marrying Yitzchak. Especially due to the fact that even if he doesn't give away everything, he only gives away lots of what he has and most of what he has since Avram was so rich, that L'cha'ira would have been sufficient that people should jump to take Yitzchak and give their daughter for Yitzchak. Furthermore, the Rebbe says, Avram Avinu at this point is 140 years old. He's still going to live many, many more years, another 35 years. So surely he still needs his possessions for himself and for his family. Especially we know later on he marries another woman or the same woman again, and he has she has more children. So what is this business about giving everything away? The Rebbe says, If we want to speak al Hasidus, we would be able to explain it in the following way. Apostlech says, Yitzchak ben Avrol, Avrol, Hoyledes Yitzchak. Chazal tells us that Yitzchak was identical to Avrol, meaning to say that generally, in their avoida, they're really one continuation, they're one union. They're the idea of how always hate Eid Amerkovot, they're both Amerkovot to Hashem. So if that's the case, we wouldn't have such a problem by saying Avram gives everything to Yitzchak, it's not really giving it away, they're really one and the same and so on. 
But the Rebbe says, Al Pinigla, the simple in Yonin, we still need to understand what, what is this all about, just giving everything away. So the Rebbe explains as if, hey, the explanation is as follows. The marriage of Yitzchok and Rivka, the marriage, the preparation to the marriage, is actually the very first words that are described in the Torah. What's this marriage? We're not just speaking about a marriage of two individuals, Yitzchok and Rivka, as great as they are, but we're speaking about something of a very, very general nature. This is the first marriage in the Yiddish nation after the mitzvah of Bris Milah, because of course Avram's marriage with Sarah is before that. And furthermore, through this marriage, there becomes the continuation, the descendants of all of Am Yisrael. In other words, in addition to the individual chasana between Yitzchak and Rivka, this chasana is really a, a very general chasana of Klal Yisrael. This is the chasana that brings and enables the continuation of all of Am Yisrael for all future generations. So that even now we can understand why Avrov is giving away everything he has to his son Yitzchok. Because it's not just for an individual chasana of Yitzchok Arifko. We're speaking about a chasana of Klal Yisrael. And therefore, this is crucial. And this is Negea also to Avrov of Inu himself. To the whole Indian of what Avrov is. Avrov is the head father of the whole Jewish nation, the first Yid. And therefore, he is investing and putting himself in completely into the Tzachasana, giving everything he has for this. If we would be speaking about Avraham Avinu just as an individual person, a private father of Yitzchak, then Itaka wouldn't make so much sense to give away everything he has for this wedding of his son. Give away a part, give away most, but at least some you leave for yourself. But since we're speaking over here about a marriage of the most general nature, something that's going to encompass all of Klal Yisrael, which that's what Avram Avinu is all about. He is the head of Klal Yisrael. He's the first Yid. So therefore, it doesn't make sense that he should leave anything out. There shouldn't be one part of Avram that's Hasvashalim separated from this Hasvashalim. All of Avram belongs in this marriage. And therefore, he's giving everything he has. He's investing himself, so to speak, completely into this particular marriage. Furthermore, says the Rebbe, this marriage, besides giving everything that he has, it comes with the koyach of Avram. First of all, Avram, of course, is going to give birth to Yitzchak and circumcise Yitzchak. And then the shidduch happens by Avram, his instructions and so on. And therefore, once again, he needs to put himself in completely koylasherloy. Based on this, says the Rebbe, now it's even more important to say, and it's more geschmack to say, that Eliezer is not working as a shatchan, as a third party, or as an entity unto himself. Rather, as a shliach, he's representing Avram and taking the place of Avram. Why is that? Just like we said, by Avram, he's giving he's giving everything he has into the shidduch. He's not leaving out one detail in a similar way is true regarding Avrol. Sorry, regarding Eliezer. Especially that Eliezer himself is part of one of Avrol's belongings. He's Avrol's servant. So regarding Eliezer, here too we say the same idea. That the whole mitzis of Eliezer, even as he is going to do a shlichus with his own understanding, with his own seichel, but it has to be that all of him is completely devoted to the Mishaleach, and similar to the Mishaleach, that there's no room for anything else besides for the Mishaleach, and is the case by Ashliach, whereas a Shatkun, of course, 
there's still room for something else outside the Mishaleach, and therefore, the Rebbe says it makes much more sense to say that Eliezer was working as a Shliach, so the only thing is only Avram is existing over here, and everything Avram given over to this special mission and Shidduch between Yitzchak and To explain the importance of this special chasana of Yitzchak and Rivka, in addition to the simple idea that, of course, this is going to give birth to cloudy soil, so to explain this, but Pnimi and Yonam al the Rebbe explains in both. That in Lakute Torah, the end of Parshas Bezoy Sabrocho, the Alt Rebbe explains regarding the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka how this is the most general Indian in all of Torah and in all of Seyder Ishtalshos and all of the spiritual worlds. This marriage reflects or represents the general Avoid of Yid. And in the language of Hasidus, this is called the Yehud of Ma and Ban. So I'm just going to digress for a minute off the Sikha itself, just to ex- give a very, very short, brief explanation of what we're talking about over here. In Hasidus, there's quite a bit of a discussion about the different names of Hashem. And also, besides different names of Hashem, there's also Yudke Vovke itself. There's a number of different ways and calculations of what Yudke Vovke can equal, meaning the following, please briefly. Yudke Vovke, Yud is 10 and a He is 5, and a Vov is 6 and a He is another 5. Usually we say Yudke Vovke equals 26. However, there's other ways of writing Yudke Vovke. It's called the Mili that we write out. Each one of the letters of the Yudke Vovke, we write it out fully. That means the Yud, we write out Yud Vov Dalad, and the Hey, we write out fully, etc. There's a number of different spellings for Yudke Vovke. Therefore, they could end up equaling different amounts. There's four different calculations, which we're not going to discuss right now, all four of them. But two of them are called Ma and Ban. Ma literally is 45, Memhe. So one of the calculations of Hashem's name equals 45. Another one equals 52, Ban. Of course, when we speak about Hashem's name and the different calculations of Hashem's name, we're not only speaking about numbers. Each one of these names represent a different Darga and Elikus, represent another aspect of what's going on in the spiritual realm, etc., etc., Siddhis, it explains that these two ideas of Ma and Ban, each one of them represent a number of different things. Generally, Ma represents the concept of the Mashpia. Ma represents the concept of the higher spheroids. Um, and Ban, on the other hand, represents the Makabel or the, or the sphere of Malchus. Ma is often the male and Ban is the female. Ma could be the Neshoma and Ban could be the Guf. And so this explains about the idea that there needs to be the Yichud, that unification between these two levels of Ma and Ban. Or in simple words, bringing godliness and the world together. Ma being the more spirit, the spiritual aspect, and Ban being the more physical, the Guf, etc. So that was all just on the side, just to clarify a little bit what we're going to be speaking about over here. Let's get back now into the Sishri itself. So the Alter says that the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka represents this most general avoider, this Yehud, this bond between Ma and Ban. Yitzchak representing Ma and Rivka, the idea of Ban, which is the Yehud, 
that unity between the neshama and the guf of really of each and every yid. And this is, of course, mainly expressed when we speak about the marriage between the yidin and Hashem. Right? What's going to be when Mashiach comes? The yidin are going to be completely one with Hashem. This is like the marriage of mind bond or of elikus, godliness with the world, Hashem with the yidin, and so on. Of course, the beginning of this marriage was by Matan Torah. And the ultimate of this is going to be when Mashiach comes. And this is really what the avoid of a yid in fulfilling Torah and mitzvahs and this Gashmis that the world is always all about, bringing about these two things together, ma and band. This is what Matan Torah was all about. Matan Torah was about bringing up together the Elyoinin, the Tachtoin, the upper world, the lower world, or Ruchnius and Gashmius, or in the words of the Sicha and of Chassidus, Ma and Ban. And this gave the Koya that we can unite Gashmius and Ruchnius on all levels, that the Gashmi is the Kiguf, and all Gashmi is the things should be able to become holy, should be able to become an object of holiness. And of course, the ultimate of this Yichud of this bond between Mahin bond, between the spirit and the and matter, between Gashmi Saruchnis, between the Nishama and Guf, between Hashem and the world, is of course gonna be the Gulullah And in fact, then we're even going to see the Maila of the of the Kaiva of the Makabal of Ban, as in the Kaiva to Soyev Gever, we're even going to see the advantage, Davka of that which seemed to be lower, the Gashmius and so on. Based on this, the Altarebbe says in the Torah, now we can understand why the Torah elaborates so much on the Shlichas between of Eliezer. We know that the Parsha of Eliezer says at a very, very great length and doubled and redoubled in the Torah because the whole idea of the Shlichas of Eliezer was to bring about this Yichot, this marriage between Yitzchak and Rivka, which represent the idea of Ma'en Ban. This was, so it was all to bring about this marriage, this bonding, this unity. And therefore, the Torah elaborates so much about this because ultimately, as we said before, that's the whole point of all of Torah, to bring about this marriage between Elikus and the worlds. Simply speaking, to translate this as it was in the simple story, Rivka was in a place called Padanarov, which was out of Eretz Yisrael. She is by Besuel Ho'arami and Lovan Ho'arami, She's like a rose amongst the thorns. She's this level of bomb. She's in a very, very lowly place. The Shlichus of Eliezer expressed itself in the fact that he's going to take her out of there. He is going to bring her to become a wife to Yitzchak. Now what's Yitzchak? Yitzchak is just the opposite of where she's coming from. He's an oil of Tmimwa. He's considered a perfect carbon oil. He's on the level of Ma, completely spirit. And now what's going to be? Definitely unite is what Ma and Bama are going to come together. Yitzchak and Rivka are going to marry they're going to build the Jewish family. And they're going to build a Jewish house in this physical world. The ultimate of that, of course, being bringing children into the world in the simple sense of the world, word, as well as children of tzaddikim, of course, truly they say the offshoots of tzaddikim is, of course, Maisim Toivim, that from them come Am Yisrael all the way till the end of all generations. So based on this, we can now understand that this Shlichus of Eliezer, the first Shlichus that's written in the Torah, and written, as we said, in very, very great detail. It is this shlichus that gives that koyach to bring about this bonding, just like between Yitzchak and Rivka in the physical sense, the yichud also the bonding between these two levels of mind, ban and avoidus Hashem. First of all, that's going to happen mainly, of course, by Matan Torah, 
and this was giving the kaya for that. And from there, then in turn, to all times and at all places, and again, as we said before, the shleimus of this by the gulo amitiz vashleimu. Says the Rebbe v'yeshloimar that this general shlichus of Eliezer is also hinted in what he says when he says eved avro monoichi. I'm a servant of Avro. Now we know that from Avram, that's when the Ahana from Atan Torah starts. Avram is the one that starts preparing the world for Atan Torah. So this is the remnants of the words, Eved Avram Anoichi, that since I am a servant of Avram, therefore I have the Koya, Eliezer has the Koya, to bring about this bundling between my and Ban, or the marriage between Yitzchak and Rivko, this is as a preparation to what's going to happen by Matan Torah, when Tav Dunasaoli Kim Alahara Zewol will be serving the Amishter at this mountain, at Har Sinai. Whether it's going to be on Noichi, the Gili of Noichi, Hashem, by Matantoyer. So, very, very briefly, at least, summarizing the main points that we had so far. The Rebbe, again, at the beginning of the Sitzah, started speaking about the idea that Moshiach is called a Shliach. So, let's get back to that point. And that connection to Moshiach Abenu. Moshiach Abenu said, send that Shliach. In order to explain all of this, the Rebbe started explaining the whole general idea of the first shlichus in Torah, how it was by Eliezer, the significance of this particular shlichus, and first of all, that he was a shluchish Shaladim Kavoy, say that he represented Avram completely. Avram invested himself completely into the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivko. And the significance of this marriage specifically was because this was all a hachono for what's going to be Mamat and Torah, bringing matter and spirit together, Ruchnis and Gashmis together, Yitzchak and Rivka together, representing these two levels called Ma and Ban. Says the Rebbe in Siv Zayin, we still need some sort of clarification. Based on everything we just said, that the reason the Torah elaborates on this whole story is because the marriage of Yitzchuk and Rivka is something so important and so crucial. And this is the whole idea of what Matul Torah is going to be to bring about Yitzchuk of Ma and Ban, to bring together the spirit and the physical and all of that. If that's the case... What should have the Torah been elaborating about? It should have been mainly about the actual shidduch between Yitzchak and Rivka, that which Eliezer brought about, but not the shlichus and the activities of Eliezer as the preparation for this yichud, for this bonding. In other words, why is the Torah elaborating so much about the shlichus, about Eliezer's role in it, how Avraham makes him swear, and he gives them all the details where to go, how Eliezer goes and does the shlichus b'poyol. If the idea is because this marriage is such an important marriage, that's why the Torah is elaborating about it. So l'cha'oida, the main arichel, should have been about the shidduch, about the marriage, why Eliezer's role in it is suddenly such a big deal. Because the Rebbe, from all of this, we understand that the shlichus of Eliezer itself is so important to the whole idea of this yichud, of this bonding, of mind bond that Eliezer was achieving. One of the explanations of this is, and based on this explanation, we're going to also even more understand now this idea that Eliezer had to be a Shliya specifically and not a Shacham, is that in order to actually bring about this Yichud, this bonding between mind bond, between the spirit and the physical, between the higher levels and the lower levels and so on, in order to achieve that, this has to be true also within the person that's bringing about this yichud is bringing about this sort of unification. That is, that the person that's going to do it, in this case, of course, we're going to be speaking about Eliezer, 
on the one hand, he is a mitzis for himself. He is a separate entity for himself, similar to the idea of band, or similar to the idea of matter, physical things, and so on. But on the other hand, he is becoming so buckled, so given over, so nullified and dedicated to the Mishaleach, which represents the idea of Ma. In other words, he is going to combine within himself these two ideas, and that's why he's going to be able to bring it about in the world. That's the whole idea of what a shliach is all about. What's a shliach? A shliach is made up of two opposite things. On the one hand, he needs to be a separate entity for himself, separate from the mishaleach. He has to have his own mind, his own understanding. On the other hand, he needs to be completely buckled and nullified to the mishaleach. He needs to recognize that he is a shliach. He's not allowed to change anything from what the shliach wants. If he changes anything from what the mishaleach wants, he's not a shliach anymore. See, so he needs to know, he needs to recognize, what am I doing? All I'm doing is the shlichus with the power of the one who made me a shliach, and I represent, and I have like the shlichus himself. So those, the shliach himself represents a combination of these two opposites. On the one end, he's a metzius for himself, at the same time, he's completely one with the mishaleach. That's the whole idea of the yichud that we were speaking about, of these two levels called ma and ba, the neshama of the yid, which are the ma, that is completely united in a revealed way with the Abishter, as we say in the Shabbos and Asatavi Tahoyri, the Shabbos that you have placed inside of me is pure. It's a chelik alikami mal mamish. The shlichus of the yid, by the fact that the Abishter sent him down into a Gashmi is the into a Gashmi is the world, which is like the idea of ban. As we say, Atobarasa, you created it, you formed it, you blew it inside of me. It's all about causing this yichud between my and Bantei, the Neshama, and that it should become one with the Guf. That even as the Neshama is inside the Guf, a Guf that on its own seems to be a Yesh, as a separate entity for himself, similar to like what we said before about the Shliach, being a separate entity for himself. And yet, what's shining inside of him? The Neshama. And that the Guf becomes completely bottled to the Neshama. As the Altarev, says in Tadliya, that what does he do? He makes the Nefesh the Iger, and the Guf is bottled to that, and tuffled to that, secondary to that. So that the Neshama and the Guf become united as one through the fulfillment of Torah and Mitzvahs, which again is going to be specifically in Gashmi's the things, drawing there the Kedusha into the Gashmi's of the world, so that every single thing that the Yid does is always noticeable. That unity between the Neshama and the Guf, or the Ma and the Ban, so how he's one thing with the Yebishter, how the Yid is the Shliach of the Yebishter, Shluka Shaladum Elyon Kamoisa, so a Yid becomes a messenger of Hashem, and he becomes Kevayochel, like, in a sense, like Hashem himself. Which is, of course, the second aspect of the Shliach, that he's becoming one, nullified and becoming one with the Mishaleach. And this is exactly why Eliezer was specifically a Shliach, in order to bring about the marriage between Yitzchak and Rivka, because... Since we said Yitzchak Rivka is bringing about this idea of Yichud of Ma'enban, the Shliya himself has to embody this sort of idea, this Yichud of these two opposite sort of ideas. That on the one hand, he is a Metzius for himself, an entity for himself, and yet he is becoming the one with the Mishalea, which of course by a Shachan, we don't have anything or any of that. Based on all of this, we now have further insight into this whole idea of why Avram gives away everything for the fulfillment of this mission, for the fulfillment of the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka, because the idea of the Yichud of Ma'en Ban, which the Shlemus of this Yichud, again, the idea of bringing spirit into the physical godliness of the world, is going to be by the Gula Amit Vashlewa. This is something that encompasses all of Seyder Ishtar all of Torah and Mitzvahs. 
There's nothing outside of this avoided. This is what it's all about. Therefore, Avram gives everything he has for this avoided, especially that we know that the koyach to achieve all of the yonim of Yichud Ma'in Ban, as it's going to be revealed in Matan Torah, all comes from Avram Avinu. Based on all of this, now that we explain how all-encompassing this whole idea of Yichud Ma'in Ban is, we can understand something that could seem a little bit surprising. This explanation that we just said about the Yichud of Ma'in Ban, that that's why the Torah elaborates on the Shidduch of Yitzchak Arifka, where does Chassidus explain this? In the in the Sephardim that are the basis for Chassidus of Torah Shu'apel, Chassidus, that is Torah So where is this beer? It doesn't appear in Parshish Chayisar in Torah Oyer. Rather, it appears in Lekutei Torah all the way at the end in Parshish Bezoi Sabrocho, which is the end of the Maimorim of Hamishu Chumshei Torah. Only afterwards come another section of Maimorim of Shir Hashirim, which is really a separate Indian after the Hamishu Chumshei Torah. So why is it that this beer appears only all the way at the end of the Chumash. It says the Rebbe, because here is a hint of the idea that the Shlichus of Eliezer, to bring about the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivko, which we just translated as the Yichut of Ma and Baal, which is going to be Mishlemus by the Gulba. We put it all the way by the end to represent and to show that this is the Shlemus. This is the ultimate. This is the bottom line of all matters of Avoido. And that's exactly why it comes at the very end of Lukut Torah, or Lukut Torah, to show that this is the final goal this is the end of the Avoida. And what follows right afterwards? The Maimorim of Shirashirim. What is Shirashirim? The whole idea of Shirashirim is all about the marriage between the Abishtar and Yidin. And Yidin as an Ashama Baguf, of course, to be connected to the Abishtar, which is the ultimate Ma'in Ban, as is going to be by the Bula Amitazvashleim. So, first we have at the end of our Avoida the explanation of Yitzchak and Rivka showing this is the ultimate, the ultimate purpose and goal is bringing about this Yichud between Ma'in Ban. And finally, then we have the actual marriage in the memorial of Shir Hashirim. The Rebbe says, just to point out, that in the beginning of Lukutei Torah, in Parshas Vayikra, that's the main memorial that starts Lukutei Torah in order of a full sefer, because there's a little bit first in Parshas Shmois on Lukutei Torah, just on two Parshas, B'Shalach and Pekutei, but mainly as in, a, in order Lukutei Torah starts in Parshas Vayikra. So the very beginning of Lukutei Torah, it speaks about the idea of Shlichus actually. That each and every yid is a shliach of the Abishtar. The Abishtar sent down the yid as a shliach, Daniel the Guf, in order to fulfill the mission in the world. Why is this being discussed in the beginning of the Torah? So here is the hint again, because that's the beginning of Avoida. The beginning of Avoida is the knowledge we are a shliach of the Abishtar, a shliach of Adam Elyon. And at the end of the Torah, it explains so what's the ultimate? The ultimate is that through the shliach, as we get to the yichud of mind bond, to this unity between mind bond, as the preparation for the marriage of Lawson's Lowy. Says that ever now we could come to understand the whole function of Moshiach as a Shliach. As we said before, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Shlachna Biatishlach. Moshiach is also called a Shliach. He is the one that brings about the ultimate Shlem, the greatest perfection in the idea of Shlidos. He is the one that brings finally together Mahin Ban. The ultimate unity between Elikus and the worlds of so on. This all started by Eliezer, by the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka. But Moshiach is the one that brings about the Gedulah Amitiz Vashleimut, Shlichus of the Amish, to bring the Gula, which then is going to be the greatest Yichud, the greatest union between the Nishama and the Gula, Yidna the Amish there, becoming one, and also in the world, there'll be the greatest beauty of Elikus in this physical world, 
in a way that the whole world becomes a dealer. Sidis Moshiach is the one that brings this all about. So it's understood why Moshiach himself is defined as a shliach. And what's a shliach we said before? The idea of uniting these two opposites like mind bound. That means on the one hand, Moshiach is a metzius for himself. He is an entity on his own. He's a neshomoy in a physical body, a boser of Adam, a flesh and blood. At the Rambam Pasch, the Moshiach comes as a king from the house of David, learns Torah, does mitzvahs like David his father, fights the wars of Hashem. This is all things showing that he's clearly in this world, in a place where there's opposition, and that's why he has to fight a war, and he's going to be victorious in the war. At the same time, what are we saying? He's a shliach of the Abish. He's literally a shliach, and resembles, in a sense, the Mishaleach, which is Hashem. Why is this needed within Mashiach himself? Because in order to achieve this by Yidin, to bring the Neshama and the group of the Yidin together, this is going to be, of course, achieved by him getting all the Yidin to learn Torah and do mitzvahs and so on, in order for Mashiach to bring Ruchnius and Gashmis together in the world, within him himself, there also has to be these two ideas. Of uniting, again, of the one end, he's a Messias for himself, on the other end, he's completely buckled to Hashem, and a shliach of Hashem, because he is reuniting these two things within his own personality, which as we said before, that's the whole idea of what a shliach is, that's why he could bring it about for the rest of the world as well. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand what Moshe Rabbeinu was asking when he said, shlach no With this request and with this suggestion, Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to achieve, and he did achieve, this bonding and connection between the Goyal Rishin, between the Moshe idea and the Goyal Achor and the Moshiach idea. That is, Moshe on his own is mainly the idea of Torah, the idea of Chochmah. As it says, Zichru Torah's Moshe Abdi, Torah is considered Moshe's Torah, Moshe Kibble Torah Messinai. So Moshe Rabbein is mainly in his idea of Chochmah. Moshe's main in his own is really the idea of Malthus of kingship. He's called Yahweh Melech, and he based over the king gets up in the house of Adalit. This is similar to the idea of Mashpia and Makabal, like Chochmah, in Mordai, Mashpia, the beginning of all the spheroids, and Malchus, the bottom and the end of all the spheroids. This is similar, like the idea different between the sun and the moon, the sun being the Mashpia, the giver, and then there's the moon, which is receiving the oil, receiving the light, like the idea of Malchus, which is connected actually to David Malchus, Mashikas, compared to the idea of Malchus. So Moshe Rabbein is the one that gets the Torah. He is the one that's the source for all of the Ashvois. He is the one that gives the Koyach for all matters, including even the Gula, the Gula Asita. Moshiach, on the other hand, the Goyalakra that comes at the end of the Avoidah, that's like Malchus, the end of all the spirits, the end of ghosts. So that's coming at the end. But on the other hand, it has the advantage of the Mechabel, of the recipient. The idea of the Bittul, that because of the Bittul that it has, it's receiving inside of itself all of the Ashvois, from the higher levels. And on the contrary, we say the oil, that light that's within the Makabal, within the recipient, actually is coming and reaches to in a higher level. Even then, the oil that comes from the Mashpia, as you be Nizgalu, or Shiach Lokal, quoted as before, Nekein Botosoy Vidgevel, will be Nizgalu, the Maila, of the Nekevel, the female of Malthus, etc. Or, in the context of a Neshamer, a Guf, will be Nizgalu, the Maila of the Guf, over the Neshama, that's specifically in the Gulf, that's where the Koyach of the Axelus of the essence of Hashem is found. And La'asid Lover, we even say that the Neshama is going to be sustained from the Gulf. 
And therefore, Mashiach to Kainu will bring the Gula, the Gula and Shleimus of all matters, even of Moshe Rabbeinu. Says the Rebbe, here we just explained Moshe Rabbeinu being the Mashpiyah, being the highest of all the spheres, and Mashiach being the Makabal, the idea of Malchus, and so on. What did Moshe Rabbeinu achieve by saying, Shlach no biatishlo? Is that Goyal Rishon, who Goyal Achman, that it becomes the bond and the connection between these two levels. That it is that Mashiach himself gets both advantages. That in addition to the fact that he is the idea of Melech, like we said, the idea of Malthus, Mashiach is also going to be a Rav, is going to be a teacher of Chafma, a Rebbe. He's going to teach Torah to all the even, even to Moshe Rabbeinu and to the Avots. So Mashiach himself gets both qualities. And the same thing, Moshe Rabbeinu also ends up getting both qualities. That in addition to being the Rav, he's also a Melech, as the Pasuk says, by Yehim Bishurun Melech, referring to Moshe Rabbeinu. Says the Rebbe, this idea that was speaking about Moshiach being connected to the whole concept of Shlichus and being Shlich himself is also hinted in the fact that the word Moshiach has the same gematria as the word Shliach. And we add another 10 together with another 10, which is a remnant to the idea that the whole Gili of Moshiach is going to be when Moshiach acts and does his avoid as a Shliach, utilizing all of his 10 koiches from Chafmatul Malchus, so then the Shliach. The acts of the Shliach together with the Sten Koyches, that is the idea of Moshiach. So, till now, we were speaking about the idea of Shlichus we first spoke about Eliezer. We then spoke and explained how this is in, within Moshiach. And now the Rebbe is going to explain how this applies in every single Yid as well. Says the Rebbe in Yidal, based on what's known that every single Yid has the level of Moshiach Abenu inside of him, every single Yid has the level of Moshiach inside of him. So, it's understood that every Yid has these Yonim that we were just speaking about. Every single Yid is a Shliach on the Eibishter to serve the Eibishter and his general Shlichuses to illuminate the world, to illuminate the whole world with the light of Kedusha, with the light of Elikus. Within this itself, there could be two ways. Similar to the two great luminaries, the sun and the moon, the greater luminary and the smaller luminary. As it's known that everything that goes out of the world also exists inside of every Yid. A Yid reflects everything going on to the world. So on the one hand, the Yid has his avoid is similar to the sun, which is like the avoid of a mashpia, giving. He has his avoid similar to the moon, which is like the idea of a makabal receiving, which has its own advantages, shining under, uh, shining to the world in a reflective light, or like the idea that it says mitalumidad yoyisermikulo. There's some things that the mashpia gives in a direct way. Some things are coming dafka from the recipient, like the Talmud, for example, asking questions, and that brings out a deeper level, and so on. And of course, each one has its own advantage. More specifically, these are the two things that exist within a shliach. On the one hand, similar to the moon, there has to be that bitul to the mishalea. All he's doing is just receiving. On the other hand, he has to be an entity on his own. He has to use his mind. He has to use his thought process and clarify and think and figure out how to fulfill his shlichus similar to the sun, which his job is to illuminate the world. From the fact that Moshiach and Moshe Rabbeinu stand united, as we said before, Goyal Rish and Goyal Afrain, in a similar way, this unity, both of these things, are also found together inside of every single Yid. That a Yid as a Shliach unites and combines these two ideas together. The Rebbe says that this is actually hinted in the word Shemesh itself. Shemesh, of course, referring to the sun. So it has two meanings, the word Shemesh. Shemesh could mean the sun, as in the one that's shining, being mashpia, illuminating the earth. 
But the word shemesh could also be like shamesh, could be from the word of shiwush. In other words, that all his job is is just assisting and just doing what he needs to do. This is like the idea of the beetle of the shliach, recognizing that that all I'm here for is only to serve the Abishter. Or I need loyinu vreisi, the only reason I'm here, there's no other reason I'm here besides for serving the Abishter. So based on what we explained until now, that the koyach of shlichos generally comes from the first shlichos in Torah, which are the shlichos that Avram of Venus sent Eliezer to make this shidduch between Yitzchak and Rivka. It's understood. The Rebbe says a beautiful point. Just like in that first shlichos, Avram the Mishalea gave away everything he had so that the shlichos should be able to be fulfilled properly. And that all the details of the shlichos should be permeated with this idea of the yichud of man ban, the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka. In a similar way, in the shlichos of each and every yid, which is the shlichos to serve the Abish there, he too gets koilashrily everything from the Mishalev. The Abish to Kavayachal gives everything he has. The koil of the essence of the Abish there result, which of course includes everything. So the Abish to gives a yid all the koilas, so that he should be able to do the avoida of uniting the neshama and the guv, the yichud of the mind ban, the uniting of the yids, the neshama and the guv in this physical world. In a way that all the details of the Yitzavoida are permeated with the one point and the one goal, and in the most revealed way, the Giluya of Mashiach Tzedkeinu, which is the whole idea of the Shlichus, as we said before, the Yichud of Manbar. So, again, just a brief summary of the points of the Sikha that we're up to until now, just like we said it, that. The Shidduch of Yitzchak and Rivka, what Eliezer was achieving, was about bleeding Ruknius and Gashmius together. We said that that's what Shiyas is all about. Now that Rebbe added that that's really the Avoidah of every single Yid inside of his own Avoidah, that's the shot of being a Shliyaf, that he is bringing Ruknius and Gashmius together, his Neshama and Guf together, and the attitudes together, that on the one hand, yes, I'm a Metzius for myself, but at the same time, the absolute battle to the Mishaleach and to the Yimishter. Says Rebbe Sifid Beis, in all of this, there's a specific and additional added advantage in our generation. And now we have a whole new concept and idea of Shlichus. Appointed each and every yid of this generation to be his Shliach in spreading Torah, spreading Yiddishkeit, spreading Chesidus to the outside, and ultimately to bring the Gulu And as we see the portal, that now it's much easier to explain to a yid in someone that previously didn't really have so much of a revealed connection to this. It's much easier to go and tell a yid that in addition to your own personal avoidant, you also have an achrais to be a shliach, to be mashpia, to take from your qualities, from your knowledge, and give it and share it with other people, starting with your family, your friends, your acquaintances, and anyone that you could reach. Now that's true to every yid. Especially, the Nebuchadnezzar says, even more so, those yid that were zoichet, that from amongst all of the Eden, they were chosen to be the Shluchim of Nesidereinu, so that their whole Avoida, 24 hours a day, is, is completely dedicated to fulfilling the Shluchus of spreading Torah and Yiddishkeit and Siddhas to the outside and bringing the Golem. Especially, says the Rebbe, when Shluchim come from the whole world for international Kinesa Shluchim, which, as the Mishnah says, when Sadikim get together, this is a pleasure for them and brings pleasure to the whole world. So the ultimate pleasure and the real pleasure, of course, a pleasure of Kedusha that's coming to them into the whole world. And when we say Kinus 
uh, that it's a pleasure for the oilam. We know that the word oilam is also Moloshim Helen Vehester, which means a concealment. So now this is going to bring a true pleasure to transform this concealment. Because here we have Shluchim, a kinus, a Shluchim Oilami International Kinus, a Shluchim means that we have Shluchim from the whole world getting together. Their avoid is to take the Helen Vehester of the world, to take that concealment, transform it, making the world a Diruloy Yisboret. One of the words that we said before, in Yichud of Ma'erban, all as Ahana for the Gula, as we said before. Within all of this itself, says the Rebbe Nidgimol, this would apply to the Kinnus HaShlochim every year. There's a special Kiddush this year in the connection to the Avoidah of Shlichus, of the Shlach Nobi This special Shlichus of Mashiach Tzadkenu, because we said earlier at the beginning of the Sikha, that Kavoyit Kedush of Tzadkenu, of Tzadkenu, notified that we've completed already all matters of Avoidah. We're standing ready and prepared to greet Mashiach Tzadkenu. And as you can clearly see this, we spoke about this a number of times. Also in that which is going on in the world, uh, many of the simonium of the gula, the signs of the gula, were already fulfilled, starting with a sign that says in the Yalkut Shemoyi, that he giyaz man gulaskum, the time of your redemption has arrived, based on what the Medrash says, that we see the Malchiyism is gori zubazu, all the different nations and governments fighting, quarreling with each other, especially in the Arab countries. That ever adds, especially based on something that we just saw recently, than that which was termed as a peace conference. So they notify that they're ready to give up all the different things and for the benefit of peace and so on and so forth. And it ended up that nothing ended up coming out of any of these promises and so on. But we see clearly that it was all fulfilled, these things that the Medrash said, and we see that the signs of the previous year of Hatoshan and Aleph, which was Rosh Tevis, Foyatoishmasnifloisaren, a year of seeing great miracles, that was fulfilled. And this continues more and more. And this year, a year that the Rebbe is saying the Sikha, a year that miracles are filled and become the whole essence and the, the, the Mishroma of the year. And we see clearly how. Which is a term, of course, that says about Mashiach that he fights the wars of Hashem. So we see clearly that he's fighting the wars of Hashem and being victorious in many things and in a peaceful way. The Rebbe says, the idea of the Yenatseyach, the idea of Nitzochin, in addition to meaning victory, saying Moshiach is going to be victorious, the word Nitzochin is also related, first of all, to the word Nitzchias, which means eternity, but it's also connected to the idea of Netzach. What is Netzach? So the Rebbe says that Nun Sadik Erches, the word Nitzochin, a main word, there's three main letters of the word Nitzochin, the Rebbe translates in the following way, all connected to Mashiach. The Nun says the Rebbe represents the Gilui of the 50th Gate of Wisdom, which is of course going to be when this Galah Mashiach comes. The Tzadik says the Rebbe refers to the Shnasat Tzadik as Yidin called this year. Of course, being that it was the Rebbe's Shnasat Tzadik, it was the Rebbe's 90th year. And the Ches refers to the Gilui of Mashiach Tzadkainu, which is connected with the number 8. The Gemara says, the Gemara speaks about different Tzadikim, and the Gemara says there's eight princes, Shwein and Asichayel, amongst that mentioning Mashiach, so Mashiach has a special connection to the number eight. Says the Rebbe, from all of this we understand, that says the Shulchim are holding already quite some time after fulfilling the beginning of the Avoid of Shlichus, of spreading Torah and Yiddishkeit of Chassidus to the outside. And for quite some time they're holding already past the middle of the Shlichus. To the extent that they had actually already completed the Shlichus as the Sidorenu had notified. 
And still, the Gugula Amitizvash Leva still didn't come to Poil Mamish. We need to say that there's still something that needs to be done in order to bring the Gugula to Poil. What is that? Says the Rebbe, based on what it's known, that of each and every generation, there is someone from the seed of Yehuda that is deserving to be Mashiach for the Yidden. Someone that because of his righteousness, he deserves to be the Goyel, the Redeemer. And when the time will come, Hashem will reveal himself to him and send him. So based on that, that we know that in every generation is someone worthy of being Mashiach. Based on what the Nasi of Aradur told us, told us, who he is the only Shliach in our generation, the Rebbe says, the only Mashiach of our generation. And that he told us that all matters of Avoida have been completed already. So it's understood that now it's already starting to be fulfilled. These words of Moshe Rabbeinu said, that special shlichus of Moshiach, the shlichus of Kvoit Kedushas Vayi If that's the case, it's understood that the only thing remaining now in the Avoida of shlichus is to be Makabel, to receive Pnei Moshiach Tzadkenu B'Boyol Mavish. So we need to accept, greet, receive Moshiach Tzadkenu so that he should be able to fulfill his shlichus B'Boyol and take the Eden out of ghosts. And this, the Rebbe says, is specifically emphasized in Parshat Chayisora. Shabbos and Parshat Chayisora, the time when we have this Kiddush Hashlochim. The time when we just read about the Shlichus that Avram sent Eliyar there for the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka. So that gives specific Kiddush for all of these matters of Shlichus, specifically the ultimate Shlichus, the Shlichus of Mashiach Tzadkainu. In addition to this, says the Rebbe, in addition to the fact that we're holding over Shabbos and Mabarakim Reish Chodesh Kislev, and in this year, the Rebbe says, the year the Rebbe was saying this, there was two days of Rishchodesh, Chodesh Kislev, the Chodesh Hangulullah. It's also called the Chodesh of Machan Torah, of Pnei Misa Torah. It had Yudas Kislev in it. It's also the third month of the, third month of the winter months. This is corresponding, and to the third month of the summer months. In the summer, there's Nisot Eor Stevens, that Chodesh of Machan Torah is the third month. That's Torah Aniblis, for the third month of the winter months, Kislev is the Matan Torah of Pnei the Rebbe says to add that the idea of winter, or how it's called, the time of rain, the rainy season, is also connected to the Shlichus of Moshiach. Which we said before, Moshiach is all about, all about from below to above, the idea of the Makabal, similar to the moon. So what's the idea of rain? The Torah describes how rain comes, is coming up from the vapor coming up from the, from the earth, from the earth, that's like the idea of Banth, which also represents like a Nesham of the Gulf, right? The Gulf, which we said before is the idea of Banth. So that becomes purified and elevated from the Chumris, from the most materialistic state of a body starting off, it becomes more refined, it becomes what's called Gashrius, physical, which is not as materialistic as where it starts off. It then becomes even more refined, that's what the idea of a vapor becomes like a steam, which is like out of the four elements, the element of air, which is the most refined of all of them, and that goes up higher and higher and higher, like the steam going up, and that is connecting it back to the idea of Mashiach. We know in the beginning of Chumash it says, the Ruach al the spirit of Hashem was hovering over the water, referring to the spirit of Mashiach. Here the Rebbe says, this vapor, so to speak, goes up higher and higher and higher. The Rebbe says, because... It is becoming 
as the neshama of kavoyit kedushas where you become yadmur b'poyel mamash comes down in a way of tchil, in a way of the resurrection as a neshama b'guf. In other words, not only a spirit remaining somewhere, somewhere hovering above the water, but coming down, down into a neshama b'guf. Says the Rebbe in Sifidalif. From all of this, we have a rov b'poyel that we need to take out, standing now at the opening of the international kinnas hashlochim. First and foremost. We need to come out with an announcement and a notification to all of the Shluchim that the Avoidah of the Shlichus now of each and every Yid expresses itself in the fact that we need to be Metabel Nei Mashiach Tzavkeda. What does this mean? What this means is that all the details of the Avoidah of Shlichus, of spreading Torah, of spreading Yiddishkeit, of spreading Chassidus to the outside, all need to be permeated with this idea, with this Lakuda. How does this all lead? to going ahead and greeting Mashiach Tzadkeinu. And as is emphasized in the motto of the Kinnuts, which was given the, the, the theme, of which means, in the way the Rebbe is teaching the Mishnah, that all of the days of your life are all about to bring Mashiach. That means all of your Ahoyda, in every part of your life, within each and every day, every detail of the day, every hour of the day, has to be permeated with the idea of how is this leading to Yavoy Samashiach. The mission over here says, Now, a common way on the mission would often say, in this sort of context, would have been, because we're speaking about how the word koil, is coming to include another theme or another idea. But it never says, what is the difference? Why are we saying, you have to do everything to bring Yavoy Samashiach? as opposed to if it would have just said Larabis. So there couldn't be a situation that the Shliach is just standing and waiting that Mashiach will come. And then he'll take part of it and he'll enjoy it and so on. What does Lahavili Moisa Mashiach mean? You're doing everything you can in order to bring your Moisa Mashiach. And your Moisa Mashiach is also in the plural. That means not only the stage of Becheska's Mashiach, the earlier stages of Mashiach, but all the way your Moisa Mashiach, including the time of Mashiach Vadai, when Mashiach is established as surely Mashiach, and so on and so forth. And what this simply means is that from this Kinnas HaShulchim, we need to come out with Achlatis Toiglis, how each and every Shliach needs to prepare herself, needs to prepare the Yidin in his place and in his city, etc., to greet Mashiach Tzadkeinu. How do you do this? By explaining the idea of Mashiach, as it's explained in Toidosh HaBeksal, and in Toidosh HaBalpeh, in a way that can be understood and taken and grasped and received, by each and every person according to his understanding, according to his way of thinking and understanding, especially through learning in Yonah Mashiach and in a way of Chachma Bina and Das, in a way that you can understand it. And since this is the Avoid of Bizman it's understood that this is as a Shaitas, this is connected to each and every end without exception at all. Every one of us is part of this. That by every single Shliach fulfilling his mission, his task, perfectly, with all of his ten koiches, especially when all the Shulchan get together and get involved in this, they should bring immediately, this will ring immediately, the gili and the Shlemus of the real Shliach, the main Shliach, together with his ten koiches, the Shlach no Tishla, that is the Shliach of our generation, Kvayit Kedushas Loyi and as it was in the previous generation, that Kvoit Kedushas Vaitivakamiyat more united with his father, that because he was the Ben Yochid of his father. 
in such a way, says the Rebbe, that we have all seven branches of the Menorah, all seven generations. Just going to interrupt over here with a tiny little note or oro or interpretation. Can't say 100% sure, but the way it seems to me, what the Rebbe is saying right over here is that just like the Freedom could ever became one with his father, in a similar way, that's what the Rebbe is saying, just like in the previous generation, so so do we, so do we add in this generation, the Rebbe says clearly we have all seven branches of the Menoida, which seems to be quite clear that the Rebbe is referring to himself as well, being Miramis to himself as well. Says the Rebbe Vaoyvikar, most importantly, since all matters of the Shlitters were completed already, Every single shliach comes to the real Mishaleach, to the Eibishter, and says, I did my shlichus. Now it came the time that you come out to do your shlichus. The Eibishter is also, so to speak, a shliach. We know whatever the Eibishter tells us to do, he does. And together with the, the ten spheroids, then the Eibishter himself is We say to the Eibishter, Shlach non-biyatishwach, please send us to Shiach Tzadkeinu B'Poyolam. And here the Rebbe says something amazing. Even if there could be some room for doubt that the Eivishter might want to keep the Yidden another moment in Golis because of the tremendous Nachas and pleasure that he has, the Avoida in Golis causes him, a Yid screams and says, we know there's a halacha, kol ma'ashoyim say whatever the boss tells you to do, you have to do unless he tells you to go out. So the Rebbe applies this and says, whatever the real boss, the Eivishter says to do, you have to do. Besides, if he says, say, besides, if he says, stay out, Away, stay away from the shulchan, from the table of the father. Staying away, kibayochol. From the Abish there. So we demand from the Abish that we say, we can't do that. And we say to the Abish there, shalach, no biyatishlach, send already the golub, and send it in the year and the beginning of yad tishlach. Think what that means over here is if we look at the numbers, yad tishlach, yudalit plus tafshalam ches, together that's tafshalam base. But we say to the Eivishter, bring already the Gu'ulo HaMittis V'Ashleim. And together with the Shleimus of the Avoidah of Shlichus, which we said before the Alter Rebbe discusses in the end of the Kutatayda Parshas Brokho, we then come immediately into the marriage, the Shirashinu, the marriage between the Eivishter and the Yidin. And the Rebbe adds over here, especially when we take upon ourselves the Gura Achlota, to learn all of Torah, Oira Lekutatayda, all of it, all parts, all the way to the end, by learning Torah, these Inyanin, we hasten even more, that it should all happen to Poil, so that it will be already to the Keva to Soiviv Geger, which we said before, that's like the Gashmias, becoming even higher and greater than the Rufnias, or the Guf over the Neshama, or in this case, the Rebbe is saying, regarding the Yidn and Asher, that the Eimishter Kavayochel is loyder to the Yid, thanks the each and every Yid for their Aboida, even if it wasn't so perfect, and the Eimishter leads each and every Yid to our Holy Land, to Yerushalayim, to HaKodesh, to HaKodesh, to the third base of Migdash, all of this, take a full yard, mamash.